My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bundjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 29th of June. I'm Nina. And I'm Tom. Standing in for the bosses, Tom. Taking control. (laughs) The New South Wales Corruption Watchdog will today release its findings into its investigation of former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. And we're talking here about the corruption investigation that saw Berejiklian step down in 2021. Once dubbed the woman who saved Australia, ultimately Gladys Berejiklian couldn't save her own job. Gladys Berejiklian today sensationally resigning after almost five years as Premier. Over a year and a half later, we're expecting the findings from that investigation today. But in the meantime, we thought it was a good opportunity to go back and look at how we got to this point in the first place. But first, Tom, what's making news this morning? A parliamentary committee says it's in favour of banning all ads for online gambling and all inducements. That means multis, bonus bets and early cash outs. The committee recommended phasing the ban in over the next three years, but the federal government has avoided committing to a position. Inflation rates have slowed to a 13-month low, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Prices rose by 5.6% for the month of May, down from 6.8% in April. The figures could influence the cash rate, which will be determined by the Reserve Bank on Tuesday. Convicted murderer Chris Dawson has been found guilty of an unlawful sexual relationship with one of his former school students in the 1980s. Dawson was sentenced last year to a minimum of 18 years behind bars for killing his wife, Lynette. He'll face sentencing for Wednesday's verdict in September. And the good news, a woman has scaled all the mountains in Scotland in record time. Jamie Ahrens climbed 282 mountains in 31 days and 10 hours, breaking the previous record by over 12 hours. She scaled the equivalent of Mount Everest 16 times. I'm going to say it, Nina, that's too many mountains. Tom, today we're expecting ICAC, that's the New South Wales Corruption Watchdog, to release their findings into an investigation into the former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. This has been a long time coming. It's a story we've been following for a while. And I thought this morning it was a really good chance to go back and look at how this all started before we get the latest update. It it has been such a long time, hasn't it? It feels like a different universe Back when Gladys Berejiklian resigned, Melbourne and Sydney were both in lockdowns and I just, yeah, it feels like a lifetime has passed since then. So take us back, Nina, when did this story all start? So we go back to 2018 and it doesn't even start with Gladys Berejiklian herself, but actually with a New South Wales member of parliament called Daryl Maguire. So in 2018, Maguire was being investigated by ICAC over claims of serious corrupt conduct, and he wasn't the only one being investigated at that time. So he allegedly connected Sydney property developers with a large Chinese firm and that he then profited from those deals. Secret phone recordings played during ICAC investigations revealed him trying to organise this personal cash, this personal profit for himself, in return for a quick sale of land. 
Maguire went on to resign from his position as MP at the request of Berejiklian and other frontbenchers. So we get Gladys Berejiklian asking Daryl Maguire to resign, but we've got to get from Daryl then to Gladys herself becoming involved in these corruption allegations. What's the bridge there? Well, so as I mentioned, there was this investigation, this ICAC investigation into Maguire during his time in a Sydney local council. But then a new ICAC inquiry into Maguire's conduct reveals that he was in a so-called personal relationship with Berejiklian for five years. She actually was the one who revealed the nature of their relationship when she was providing testimony during that inquiry in 2020. And there were text messages and phone recordings which were gathered by ICAC, which raised questions over whether Berejiklian knew about Maguire's alleged corrupt conduct. So ICAC then turned their investigation onto Berejiklian and whether or not she knew what was going on or even helped him with his corrupt deals. So I guess important to emphasise there, right, that it's not the existence of a, of a personal relationship between Maguire and Berejiklian that creates the problem, but the, the question ICAC starts asking is what did Gladys Berejiklian know given she's in this relationship? And as you say, they start asking that in 2020, but it's late 2021 when she resigns. So what happens between those two points? So it was actually at the point that ICAC announced they would also be investigating her that she made the decision to step down. And as you rightly said, it wasn't the fact that there were two consensual adults having a relationship that was the issue. It was the question of what she knew and whether or not she was involved in those alleged acts of corruption. When she announced her resignation, she made it really clear it wasn't what she wanted to do, but that she felt it was important to do so to maintain the integrity of the role of Premier. Resigning at this time is against every instinct in my being and something which I do not want to do. I love my job and I love serving the community, but I have been given no option following the statement that's been issued today. Berejiklian said she didn't know how long the ICAC investigation would last or when a final report would be released, but had decided to resign as Premier in the meantime, again, to kind of maintain that integrity. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because I guess we we go back to Daryl Maguire standing down and the practice that Berejiklian in general followed with her ministers when they were being investigated by ICAC, as I remember it was, you stand down while the investigation's going on and if you get cleared, you can come back. But being the Premier, I guess she couldn't have, you know, couldn't have had that hanging over her head through lockdowns, through an election, you know, will Gladys come back or will she won't? And so, yeah, I mean, the reluctance, I I remember that really clearly, how reluctant she sounded Mm -hmm. to be going when she made that speech back in 2021. And here we are, almost two years later, we still haven't seen the final report, we're going to get it today. Um, But there has been a lot of, you know, public investigation, public hearings in the meantime. What have we learnt from all of that. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting inquiry to watch unfold. One of the things that came out is that while Berejiklian had told her staffers that her relationship with Maguire had ended back in 2017, the relationship had actually continued on into 2020. The investigation also heard that when ICAC started looking at Maguire's behaviour, he told Berejiklian to get a private phone and to download the encrypted messaging app WeChat. At one point, the investigation heard a taped call where Maguire was telling Berejiklian about the accusations against him, and she said, I don't want to know about that stuff. Through all of this, Berejiklian maintained that she didn't know what was going on, and even after Maguire gave evidence in 2018, she said she didn't believe that he had knowingly engaged in corrupt conduct. 
She told ICAC, I assumed everything he was caught up in was something that was unintentional and he wasn't aware of everything going on around him. So that's one element of all of this in terms of what she knew about what he was doing and when. But there's another part, which is about the fact that she didn't disclose her relationship with Maguire. And she said, it was something in my personal life and we didn't share anything in common apart from that close personal relationship. Yeah, I don't want to know about all that stuff. That really became the the immortal line of the whole inquiry. I think that one raises so many interesting questions about ministerial codes of conduct and declaration of relationships. When is is personal business public business? I guess the question that stands out to me, Nina, is why on earth has this taken so long? It has been, as I say, nearly two years since Gladys Berejiklian resigned. Why did the investigation process take such a long time? That's definitely a question that other people have been asking too, namely politicians and those who've spoken out in defence of Berejiklian, saying that the delay has been really unfair on her, that she hasn't been able to put matters to rest. We were supposed to receive the Commission's findings last year, but it was delayed twice, and the reason given was, quote, complex matters of law and fact. But in the meantime, Tom, we have had a few kind of concurrent developments. This week, Daryl Maguire was charged with giving false and misleading evidence to ICAC in that first investigation he was facing um, that kicked all of this off. So there have been some other events bubbling away in the background. All right. So talk me through today then. I mean, depending on what time you're listening to this podcast, it may be that the the final report of ICAC has already come out. And if it has, then maybe you'll catch a, a breakdown of it on the TDA Instagram. But talk us through what we should expect, Nina. What's it going to look like today? Yeah, well, I think it's important to say that this isn't a court of law. ICAC's not charging anyone in a legal sense. Instead, what is going to happen is that ICAC will make findings and recommendations which they then present to Parliament. The commissioner of ICAC can make findings against the people it investigated, though. So they could, for example, say they found no corruption or they found serious corruption or that there was a breach of ministerial code. So those kind of policies guiding how members of parliament and the premier should act. So as well as making those findings, it can also make recommendations for changes to how the political system works to avoid these incidents of corruption happening again. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, Tom, and I know you'll be keeping a keen eye on it to update all of the TDA followers as soon as we know what they found. I will. It's going to be an interesting day, as you say, a long time coming and fascinating timing, really, because, of course, the federal version of ICAC begins its operation on the weekend, I think. So an interesting time to be reflecting on the way these bodies work and some of the kind of you know, complex and often very public processes that can be involved. Wonder what we will see a federal ICAC investigate. And I think I had, I knew this, but I had forgotten the fact that Gladys Berejiklian was, I think, the third premier to resign in the face of ICAC discoveries. So it really does make you wonder what this federal investigation body is going to find and whether it'll have the same kind of consequences for prime ministers in the near future. Well, absolutely. And I think so much of that is going to come down to the question of how much of the work of the National Commission is going to be done in public. That was a big mm. debate in the in the federal system when this law was being passed to establish a National Corruption Commission. I remember Scott Morrison quite specifically referring to Gladys Berejiklian as a reason why he didn't think the hearing should always be public. I know that Victoria's version has a much higher bar for public hearings and as a result 
you know, there was a hearing into Daniel Andrews recently that we didn't know about until it was reported in the media. So it's such an interesting balance. And yeah, as you say, very, very interesting to see what would happen if a current or former prime minister ended up investigated. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so that there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow with Sam and Zara, I'm sure. Until then, have a great day.